Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Welcome to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is Relentless Daring, live on podbean.com or the Podbean app. Thank you for coming back this week. Hopefully, I don't have quite the issues with the uh, with my soundboard going crazy and playing all the weird music. Uh, Steve, Kim, Lady Die, welcome to the chat room. And it's crazy. I actually read what you're typing up here now because... I found all the proper cables to get everything going to a television set. So instead of having a tiny laptop screen, I can actually see the stuff that's popping up. It's amazing. So, so I'll let y'all know. Today has been kind of a crappy day. I had to work today at my you know real job. All the air quotes in the world on that. And I knew it was going to be bad this morning when I could barely get out of bed my back has been giving me fits all day and there's a few times where i thought about texting one of the supervisors and saying i'm going home but i managed to stick it out and then this afternoon i was you know getting some uh spaghetti noodles cooking for uh my son and right as i dropped the uh Right as I drop the spaghetti noodles into the pot of boiling water, my back goes absolutely crazy, and I collapse on the floor in complete agony. Oh, my God. Um, But it's okay. I'm vertical. I am upright. I did not hit the pan of boiling water that was on the stove. Um. That could have been slightly painful. By slightly, I mean, oh my God, I'm going to die. But like I said, I'm I'm upright. I'm surviving somewhat. Um, but uh craziness, craziness, craziness. Uh now that election season is really getting underway. I would like to say that the, uh, the the Emperor God King, Dr. Monsignor Fauci, has said something I think most of us have known eh, pretty much since April. <laughs> Scuba Steve says, is it COVID? Alyssa Lott told me signs of old age are actually COVID symptoms. Well, I mean, possible. I mean, you you have contact dermatitis from uh, from a new uh, laundry detergent because that's really COVID. The way the way they go, athlete's foot yeah, caused by COVID. 
because everyone knows COVID causes fungus. But uh, anyways, we've all known since April when, oh my God, Wisconsin is doing in-person primary voting. They're all going to die. We have known that, and then nothing happened. They had a peak of, what, five people? who came down with COVID that was associated with in-person voting. <laughs> Kim says she's been suffering from COVID-19 for 17 years. Uh, really, my my back spasms, they weren't caused by the army. That's uh, It's COVID-19. That's what's causing the muscles in my back to want to break my spine in two. So we've known for in-person voting has not caused rashes of COVID-19 outbreaks. I'm still waiting to see if the in-person primary voting here a couple weeks ago, uh, see if anything comes of it, because again, it was in-person voting. I didn't wear a mask when I voted, but the poll workers, I they had plexiglass up in front of them. They were disinfecting the the styluses, disinfecting the pens you actually voted with, disinfecting the little tablets you used to register on. All this is being taken care of. It's being done quite efficiently, even. But, like I said, there's an announcement that came, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, yesterday from the God King. Uh, National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases Director Dr. Anthony Fauci said this week, there is no reason Americans can't vote in person for the 2020 presidential election, so long as voters follow proper social distancing guidelines amid the coronavirus pandemic. Quote, I think if carefully done, according to the guidelines, there's no reason that I can see why that not be the case. If you go and wear a mask, if you observe the physical distancing and don't have a crowd situation, there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to do that. End quote. <laughs> Scuba Steve says, Fauci just wants people to die. He's actually screaming that. That's the reason why I want that voice. But <laughs> Kim says, uh, but Dr. Fauci didn't get Cardinal Joe Tobin's opinion on, on the matter. Well, he doesn't need to get Dr. or he doesn't need to get Cardinal Joe Tobin. Of Newark, he's got to be of Newark. It can't be of uh, West Haven or uh, Pagoga Springs, any of those. It has to be of Newark. But Dr. Fauci is the God King. He is Dr. Monsignor Fauci, so he doesn't have to go to Cardinal Tobin. Anyone who's listening to this going, what the hell are they going on about Cardinal Tobin? I suggest you go find the Pat Gray Unleashed from The Blaze and listen to it. It will explain itself. But so, so like I said, now uh, Fauci's out here saying that something we've already known is capable, is possible. I mean, we, we all saw those pictures from Wisconsin where People were lined up down the street six feet away. Some wearing masks at that point, some weren't. But they were 
they were being safe. The poll workers in Wisconsin were making sure it was being done properly. As now you have Fauci coming out saying that, oh my gosh, yeah, you can do this if it's safe. And there goes that show prep. And if you're listening carefully, you can hear the sound of a bird giving me some hashtag me too wolf whistles in the background. Um, so you have Dr. Fauci come out saying things that we already know is possible. And so we can vote in person. So what does this do to the whole narrative that, oh my God, Donald Trump is trying to bring an end to the postal service and he's trying to stop the mail-in voting. Oh! I mean, it, it kind of defeats that whole narrative. Granted, there are states that have been doing mail-in voting for years. Uh, Oregon, Colorado, I think, has had it for a while. Where it, it's been voluntary, it hasn't... Well, Oregon is 100% mail-in voting. Where uh, you get your ballot by a certain date, you have it mailed in by a certain date, blah, 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 blah. And... It, as a state's issue, because it's in the Constitution, states can decide how they handle elections. That's their prerogative. You know, the whole the whole state's powers thing, Ninth and Tenth Amendments and all that. But what they don't do, what they can't do is have a national mandate where the entire country is going to do this because we, the Congress, say this is how you're going to do it. And you have people coming out here and going, oh, there's there's nothing more American than the Postal Service. And, and they they would never screw up, uh, screw up voting. I've had IRS tax return checks that disappeared for two, three weeks on end before finally showing up. But there's they're so secure. I mean, they do such a good job with Amazon. Amazon's paying them a lot of money to not screw it up. What's the government going to do? Uh, you messed this up, and uh, we're not going to bail you out at the end of the year like we always have to do to uh, cover your losses. And even then, even then, um, yeah, you know, stuff gets lost. Uh, the are the uh, recipients of the ballots are the recipients of the ballots are are they going to be secured? Is there going to be a uh, no break in custody? Because there's already a breaking the chain of custody when you have to put the ballot into the mailbox. And yes, you have signed signed the seal on that envelope. Going, yep, this is me. But is the is the mail carrier? Are they doing a chain of custody log? Is everywhere everyone who handles that that piece of mail going to are they going to be notif notifying that or notarizing that yes, we held it, we gave it to Bob. Then Bob signed for, yes, I got it. I'm giving it to Mary. 
who's then signs for it and says, I'm giving it to Jane. So on, so forth, till it makes it to either your polling place, you know, you know your, your precinct office, which if that's the case, you might as well, you know, have it in envelopes and have you at least be able to drive up to your precinct and drop it off to someone who is collecting them right there. But that would make sense. We can't do that. Uh, let's see. Scuba Steve says USPS can't even deliver a birthday card without the risk of unscrupulous employees looking aside for cash and gift card. Uh-huh. That's true. Kim says, yeah, right. The glorious post office kept delivering some lazy mail to our address for weeks, even though we called them to tell them about it. Had to call them and tell them to deliver these last names only to our house. And more than likely, I get that too a lot of the times, where it's not even addressed to our house, and it still shows up. I don't even know how that's possible, considering the people who were getting mail here live like three towns over now. But yeah, what do I know? I'm just a big dummy. But of all these shenanigans, uh, the biggest thing is, yeah, we can vote in person. It's not impossible. Do I read it? <laughs> On occasion, if it's um, something completely innocuous, although I really wish they would come get their letter from the Department of Social Services. That could actually be important and we told them hey uh, next time you're over here uh, this way uh, come get your mail so so now we we have it shown in actual practice that we can vote in person without people ha without becoming a mass spreader event however it's there's a lot of questions that are to be raised. Um, are boxes of ballots that were previously unaccounted for just going to magically appear at the uh, at the counting stations? I mean, th there's so many questions that goes into maintaining the legitimacy of the election when you're not being able to, you know, keep an eye that people aren't, you know trying to do something fishy. I mean, when 80-some-odd ballots show up for 80 different people at one address, there's obviously something fishy going on there. When a woman gets a gets a gets uh, an absentee ballot for her cat that's been dead for nine years, there's something fishy going on there. And that's a real story. That's just not me making it up for... Uh, for laugh's sake. Yeah. There's a lot of questions to be raised over nationwide mail-in voting. Yeah. And like I said, people have been freaking out over it. And even the guy that Donald Trump tapped to be the Postmaster General when he goes before Congress, he's like, yeah, we're doing things to, you know, make it more efficient and to not, hopefully not cost the country billions of dollars every year and, 
you know, covering our shortfall. You know, they, that's what his job is there to make it run efficiently. But, oh, he's trying to scrap it. Lady Di says, like Amtrak. Indeed. Uh, I mean, it, it's so crazy how fast people are buying into this narrative. Because, frankly, the narrative is, if Donald Trump wins, it's because he stole the election. And if Donald Trump loses, it's because, you know, he attempted to steal the election, but it didn't work. And now he's not going to leave office. And so we're going to have to drag him out kicking and screaming and hang him from a church steeple with piano wire. Oh, wait, that was Mussolini. Never mind. Um, but, you know, the, the narrative is so strong. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, of Halloween fame, of True Lies fame. She tweeted a picture of a mail truck, standard old-fashioned mail truck, on a rollback wrecker. For those of you who do not know what a rollback wrecker is, it is a rec record truck, a towing truck, there the whole bed is on hydraulics so you can lower it to the ground, drag a vehicle up on it, and secure it. Hey, welcome to the show, Sean. Glad you made it. Good evening to you, too. And, you know, so it's driving down the road. It's a red truck. And she's like, oh, my God. Proof that he, he's trying to, trying to affect the mail-in election because look at this truck. And I even saw the driver. He's wearing a red hat and it had white writing on it. Oh my God. It's like, is it not possible that maybe the guy in the red hat with white writing on it, driving a red truck, it might possibly be, I don't know, a company hat. And maybe <laughs> this is crazy. I know I'm going out on a limb here. Just going out on a limb. Maybe the white writing was the company's name, possibly even a logo. <gasps> oh my God. I know. I know. Calm down. Calm down, everybody. I know it's common sense. I know. Common sense. It, it's painful to everybody but me. But let's. Just slow our rolls for a second, for Pete's sake. <laughs> and everyone is popping up here. It's probably an issue company hat. It's probably a company hat, company hat. Yes, I, I know. I Calling me a conspiracy theorist. How dare you? I really need to get that. Unfortunately, right now, I'm going to have to wait on running any kind of sound effects because... My iPad has lost its mind and is trying to play the same dumb song over and over again. <laughs> I'm being called Alex Jones. I am not wearing a tinfoil hat and I am not ripping my shirt off. Well, I currently don't have a camera situated in my studio, so I can't tell you if um, I can't say, wait for the YouTube video. You'll see it. My shirt has stayed on my person. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be at the microphone. <laughs> 
Oh, my goodness. Oh, but absolutely crazy. And then on, on top of things, trying to find my clock here. Um, Going further into the election, there may be some trouble in paradise. There may be some trouble in paradise with the uh, Biden campaign with his former boss. You, you know, you know, my boss. So we all know that it took forever for Barack Obama to endorse a presidential uh, hopeful for the Democratic Party. In fact, he waited until there was pretty much only one guy in the race, and that's because everyone else had either dropped out or had temporarily suspended their campaigns that um, he decided that, okay, now I will endorse my former vice president, Joe Biden. So, okay, you know, maybe he didn't want to act like he was some having some undue influence on the on the on the race, you know, in the primaries, it's possible to give us some benefit of the doubt. But the problem is, oh, and then on top of it, you had Joe Biden, who was like, well, I, I asked him not to endorse me because I didn't want, want to be unfair to everyone else. Uh-huh. Well, in a story that was released from Fox News yesterday, headline, Tensions linger between Biden and Obama camps throughout 2020 primary campaign report. Uh, despite the best friend bond Joe Biden touts with former President Obama, tensions have lingered between the two statesmen over their vastly different governing styles, according to a Politico report. To start, a number of anonymously sourced quotes from Obama. Keep in mind, that is anonymously sourced. Can't necessarily put a whole lot of stock in it because anonymous sources are, you know, sometimes they're just they're just made up. Uh, anonymously sourced quotes from Obama leaked out throughout the 2020 Biden campaign, where former president allegedly expressed doubts about his former running mate's fitness for office. Quote, Don't underestimate Joe's ability to F things up, end quote. One Democrat who spoke to the former president recalled him saying, Wow! That's a, that's a harsh one. Uh, when lamenting his own diminishing relationship with the current Democratic electorate, particularly in Iowa, Obama reportedly told one 2020 candidate, quote, and you know who really doesn't have it? Joe Biden, end quote. Uh, somebody needs to point out that when Obama's endorsement of Biden in 2020 finally did arrive, it didn't have nearly the energy of his endorsement of Hillary Clinton in 2016. Quote, I don't think there's ever been someone so qualified to hold this office, Obama said of Clinton in 2016 endorsement video. Quote, I believe Joe has all the qualities we need in a president right now. And I know he will surround himself with good people. End quote, Obama said 
in Biden's endorsement video. And while some senior Democrats credited Biden's ties to Obama for his strong relationship with black voters, uh huh. <laughs> Scuba Steve said, that's fake news. Joe told, Joe told us he asked Barack not to endorse him so the others have a fair chance. <laughs> Joe doesn't even know where he is at. Uh, yet when Joe's running mate, he doesn't even. It's not that he forgives Kamala Harris for calling him a racist. He doesn't remember it happened. That's just a problem. Of course, you know, he doesn't remember a lot of things he said, like, you know, uh, poor people are just, or poor children are just as smart as white kids. Or, you know, you walk into a 7-Eleven or Dunkin' Donuts, you have to have a slight Indian accent. He, he doesn't remember saying those things, but those of us on the right, we look at it and go, eh, Joe, uh, buddy, pal, you're getting kind of racy there. You might want to might want tone it back. And meanwhile, the the uh, Joe Biden apologists are, ah, it's just Uncle Joe. He says dumb things. <laughs> oh, we love him. Uh, uh, oh, it's that's uh, a lady dies brought up his. Uh, telling black voters that telling black voters that uh, they'll put y'all back in chains. That's kind of a rough one. Uh, Kim says, I wonder if he was the one who's on the Alzheimer's medicine. Oh, uh, yeah, there's a news story where um, uh, the interview was done with the congressional pharmacist. Congressional pharmacist. And the congressional pharmacist said that, you know, he couldn't name names, obviously. But one of the medicines that he delivered to Congress was, in fact, used in treatment of Alzheimer's. Uh, so was it was it Senator Biden? You know. Back before he was Vice President Biden, was it Nancy Pelosi? It's it's possible. I mean, there's people been in been serving that Congress for forty or more years. They should have retired a long time ago. However, they haven't. So who knows what cognitive uh, cognitive issues are going around in the seat of power in our nation? That's Got it. That's something you got to think about. Yeah, people taking dementia and Alzheimer's medicine who are running our country. But, you know, and all this is going on. Yeah, while some senior Democrats credited Biden says Obama for a strong relationship with black voters, Biden has emphasized that he earned their votes on his own. He told aides after his South Carolina primary win, Obama hadn't, quote, lifted a finger, end quote, to help him. Uh, going back to 2016, when Obama glossed over Biden for Clinton, when he expressed interest in a presidential run, Obama aides tried to frame the president's snub as an act of compassion. Biden, grieving the loss of his son, Beau, in 2015, would not be mentally equipped to handle a campaign. Uh-huh. Quote, 
But numerous administration veterans, including loyalists to both Obama and Biden, remember it differently. Obama had begun embracing Clinton as a possible successor years before Biden lost his son, while Vice President was laying the groundwork for his own campaign, in quote, a political report read. Obama had been subtly weighing in against Biden himself, recalled Promise Me and Promise Me Dad in his 2017 book. Quote, I also believe he had concluded that Hillary Clinton was almost certain to be the nominee, which was good by him, by end quote, that Biden wrote. And which that's, you know, that's a huge thing when, you know, when someone, when your actual vice president is considering running and you snub him to go with your disgraced former secretary of state, and give her your nominate or your uh, your endorsement for the nomination. That's kind of a kick in the. But you know, it it definitely shows that there is a no love currently lost between Obama and Biden at all. Anyway. This is Tyler from Relentless Daring, and I am launching the brand new RelentlessDaring.com merch shop. Instead of having to go to a third-party vendor, now you can do everything right there at RelentlessDaring.com. If you want to buy merch, go to RelentlessDaring.com slash shop, and there you can get hats, you can get t-shirts, you can get hoodies, you can get coffee cups, you can get stickers. Go there today to show your love for the Relentless Daring podcast, and as always, stay relentless. So, anywho's the big story that I saw that, oddly enough, was <laughs> Lady Dice says the hats are cool. Uh, one of the big Friday news dump stories that I haven't seen anywhere, I haven't heard anyone talking about. We apparently have our first prosecution in Spygate. Ah. This is uh, coming from the Federal. I printed it off. I don't actually have a website. Anyways, this is uh, from the Federalist, and it was uh, this just came out yesterday. A uh, top FBI lawyer who fabricated evidence in a federal spy warrant against Trump campaign affiliate Carter Page is expected to plead guilty to federal charges brought by U.S. Attorney John Durham. Kevin Kleinsmith, who is expected to admit to deliberately fabricating evidence in the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act warrant application. <gasps> Whoo! Lay Dias, where is Comey, Brennan? I would love to see those names pop up. But I honestly, I don't see it happening. Anywho's, uh, you spy on former campaign affiliate of President Donald Trump was a top attorney in the Federal Bureau of Investigation's Office of General Counsel and a key agency attorney fired 
or under fired former FBI Director James Comey. Client Smith is the first individual to be charged as part of, 20, of U.S. Attorney John Durham's investigation into the efforts in 2016-2017 to spy on the Trump campaign and Trump administration. Both Durham and Attorney General William Barr stated at the conclusion of the OIG investigation of the Page FISA warrants that they had reason to believe the entire investigation of Trump, which allegedly began in late July of 2016, was not legally predicated. Basically, uh, boil down the the uh, legalese and mumbo jumbo. It was made up, and they created evidence to go after these warrants. Now, Durham was tapped by Barr in May of 2019 to investigate the Russian collusion hoax and determine whether any criminal charges against those who perpetrated it were warranted. So it's been going on for over a year again. Now, late die asked, are they going after low-hanging fruit? Yes, yes, they are. Because uh, bureaucracies exist for one thing. That is to protect the bureaucracy. As a VA representative once told my neighbor, the VA does not exist to you know, help veterans. It exists to protect the government from veterans. And I don't think he was trying to be a smartass. I think that based on his opinion of having done it for years and years, yeah, I believe that. Uh, Kleinsmith's deliberate falsification of a federal spy warrant was first revealed last December following a lengthy investigation by the Department of Justice, Office of the Inspector General, headed by Michael Horowitz. Horowitz and his team wrote in a 434-page report that Kleinsmith identified in the report as OGC attorney, altered an email from a separate U.S. federal agency believed to be CIA to falsely state that Page had never worked with the CIA to investigate suspected Russian agents operating within U.S. In fact, as Smith was told by the operative, Page had worked with the CIA previously as well as with the FBI. And again, uh, this is one of those, when this story broke that this had happened, it was never, a name was never given. So now I guess there's an indictment. They're dropping the name now. Now I remember uh, hearing interviews with Carter Page, like, yeah, I was, you know, see, I was dating this girl, you know, I had a relationship with her, and then suddenly out of nowhere, she wanted to rekindle it, and she was asking me a lot of crazy questions, and, yeah, I think she might be trying to use me as an asset. And he went to the FBI and the FBI, um, you know, none other than Peter Strzok, according to uh, Page in this interview, said, oh, no, 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 go ahead, go ahead, keep dating her, see, you know, see, see if we can use you as a counter intel asset and you know, see if we can get stuff from her. But, you know, like I said, you know, they finally released the name of the guy who's changed it to, I have never talked to the CIA. Uh, according to OIG report, Smith quote, omitted Page's prior relationship with another U.S. government agency, 
despite being reminded by the other agency in June 2017, prior to the filing of the final renewal application, about Page's past status with that other agency. End quote. So the FBI is trying to say, oh, no, 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 he, he never did that. And then the CIA is like sending them emails going, no, hey, stupid, stupid, hey, over here, look. He was talking to us. Why are you doing this? This is dumb. Instead of including this information in the final renewal application, the OIG report say that Klein Smith, quote, altered an email from the other agency so that the email stated that Page was not a source for the other agency, which the FBI affiant? Affiant? I almost think that's supposed to be which the FBI affidavit relied upon in signing the final renewal application. End quote. Following the completion of the OIG investigation into the abuse of the FISA process by Comey and his lieutenants, the federal court that reviews FISA warrants ruled that at least two of the four applications against Page were illegal, including the application that included Kleinsmith fabricated claim that Page never previously assisted the CIA. Uh, Page's previous work for the federal government was a key issue given that each of the FISA warrants used to spy on him falsely claimed that he was an illegal Russian agent working on behalf of the Kremlin. Page was never formed with any wrongdoing. Uh, Kleinsmith's name first made national news after his anti-Trump text message to other FBI attorney Sally Moyer surfaced following a separate OIG investigation of anti-Trump bias from top FBI attorneys and investigators. Quote, I'm just devastated, end quote. Kleinsmith texted to Moyer shortly after Trump won the presidential election in 2016. Plus, my god dang name, I edited that for broadcast purposes, is all over legal documents investigating his staff, Kleinsmith wrote. Quote, is it making you rethink your commitment to the Trump administration? End quote. Moyer later asked Kleinsmith, ostensibly referring to Kleinsmith's plan to remain at the FBI after Trump's inauguration. Hell no, he responded. Viva la resistance. <laughs> Whoa. PG, I... I push the envelope. I go for I go for PG thirteen. All right. If it if it's anything that that I would have to figure out how to make a bleep happen, I try not to say it. I say try because well, sometimes sometimes you can try all you want and you still have things pop up. So it's good to see that there could actually be that actually be something moving forward in all of this. Yeah, you know, which yeah, right now this is low hanging fruit. He's the guy who they can prove altered documents. Now, as it gets further up, as people begin to kind of put some distance between decisions that are being made and you know they give themselves plausible deniability it's going to be harder to do 
However, when you also have uh, uh, different, uh, is it Samantha Powers? You also have, uh, I think the, her name is slipping my mind right now. Uh, yeah, all of these, you know, all of these people who were unmasking Michael Flint, Rice, Susan Rice. Thank you, Lady Die. Yeah. You know, people like Susan Rice who are going out of their way to unmask Michael Flynn, who are going out of their way to get foreign intelligence services to spy on American politicians during an election of all times. Um, that I that's absolutely uh, ridiculous. And yes, there does need to be some sort of a punishment for the people going in and doing this. But the question is, will there be? Yes, Lady I heard Copper in the background. As we also heard Savannah, the really high-pitched, yappy one too. But eh. She's three, she's three pounds and nothing but nothing but bark. But you, know, you have all these people who are out there working day in, day out, who were uh, trying to sabotage a presidential campaign, trying to sabotage an administration. But will there be any sort of punishment for it? And unfortunately, I don't see it happening just because. That's the nature of the beast right now is, you know, we have multiple levels of justice in this country. I, people say it's a two tier system. I don't believe that. I think it's like a seven or eight tier system. It's like it's like big ass wedding cake. You know, you're going. And, and I say that because, you know, you have people who, you know, everyday Americans who for some reason they they get caught up in. They get caught up in the legal system. And yeah, it's the old saying, money talks and bullcrap walks. And so you have, you know, people of little to no means who get caught up and they undergo they undergo one tier of the justice system and they'll get hammered. And then you'll have the people who they have money, they can they can make a contribution to a prosecutor's campaign. So, you know, so they're able to uh, to avoid more harsh punishment. And then you start getting the government, you know, and justice within, you know, government ethics and all of that where you have one party who they get nailed to the wall. I mean, um, uh, Dinesh D'Souza, he got like a two-year prison sentence for illegal campaign contributions because he bundled. <laughs> Kim says ACDC's Money Talks is now in my head. That's a great song, though. I mean, 
if I had if I had rights to play it, I would be playing it in the background right now. Um, you know, Dinesh D'Souza, he he was working as a bundler. He and he admits he didn't file the proper paperwork as a bundler, and it landed him, you know, you know, a two year prison sentence. But you know, you can have. You know, Rosie O'Donnell go on Twitter and admit to using multiple fake names to give the maximum amount that an individual can give to a campaign. She she broke campaign finance law multiple times. She no one even batted an eye. Barack Obama had over a million dollars worth of discrepancies in his reelection campaign. She paid, uh, he paid a fine. That's it. Paid a fine, corrected the situation, is good. Again, like I said, you ha- even in the political rule, in the political realm, Democrats versus Republicans, there's there's a multi-tier system. And the lower level you and the lower level of importance you have in the government, in the bureaucracy, you're going your likelihood of going to prison for a long, long time versus a you know senior administration official like say a John Brennan or a Susan Rice or you know Ambassador powers all these people they're not going to feel any pain yes sure their name might be drugged through the mud for a while but eventually the mud will dry up and fall off and they'll you know they'll be laundered by the system and and that's a huge problem you know we want to talk about you know in america the criminal justice system. I, in, instead of making criminal justice system where who you who you know, what you know, and really I think that's big part of you know big part of why Democrats seem to get away from stuff. It's not what they know, it's who they know. Um you know, you have all these circumstances that can affect a prosecution, or more specifically, they can affect the sentencing if a person pleads guilty, or if they're found guilty. You know, if you don't know anyone, and you know they decide that, well, your immaterial lie. Well, where were you on the night of blah 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 when this federal crime was occurring? Well, crap. Um I know I wasn't involved with it, but I was having an affair. So, I'm going to say I was out doing X Y and Z that was not anywhere near the crime. But I'm not going to admit my affair because then because public documents and oh, well, we think we could squeeze actual information from you. So now, even though it's an immaterial lie, 
and legally we cannot do anything about it, we're still going to charge you with lying to the FBI. That's what they did with Michael Flynn. They took an immaterial lie that by law they cannot prosecute him for, and they prosecuted him for it. I mean, I would love to see Michael Flynn get an actual pardon. I mean, I understand that, you know, the DOJ is trying to have the case thrown out because it's obvious what was going on. But will it happen? I don't know. The, the judge presiding over that case is a damn fool. Lady, I'd love to see him head up the FBI or CIA. I would too. Oh my God. Can you imagine that crazy commie bastard, John Brennan, losing his mind on CNN or MSLSD if Michael Flynn was appointed and confirmed as the head of the FBI or CIA? It would be amazing. But, oh my gosh, it's just, again, I just don't think that any major prosecution, I think you'll see more low-level prosecutions. I think eventually you'll see Peter Strzok or Lisa Page be uh, pulled in and prosecuted. But I don't see, I don't see Jim Comey or Chris Ray or any of the, any super high official being prosecuted, even though they probably should. Chris Ray had to be approving the affidavits. And if Chris Ray knew the information that the affidavits were based on was false, then he is just as guilty. And it's just absolutely and absolute. Absolutely insane. Oh my gosh, I got the hiccups. And on top, my back spasms have been like stabbing me in the spine for the last 10 minutes. It's making it really hard to talk. But yeah, I just don't think major prosecutions are going to happen. There's too many people protecting each other. And like I said, you're going to see a lot of people within the bureaucracy who are who are going to protect the bureaucracy. Because that's all bureaucracies exist is to protect themselves. All right, so that's going to wrap up the show for tonight. Again, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, those of you who were here in the chat room yelling at me the entire time, thank you so very much. Glad to have you as part of the show. Um, again, I cannot thank you enough. Again, I have things going on here. Um, uh, right now, uh, got a nice camera sitting over here. I have a tripod behind me. I have, uh, various cables and, and an array of sundry items that were, that will be going into being able to make this a YouTube show as well. Be able to put some video up. Um, right now I'm working on trying to get the show on Pandora. I don't know if that's been... <laughs> Lady Dice says get rid of the bubbles. Uh yeah, I was just kind of screwing around seeing what they could the different 
backgrounds. It's kind of it's like, oh, that's neat. Raindrops. I didn't realize it had this effect. So, yeah, I will switch that to something different since apparently y'all can't read what you're saying to each other or me. So, uh, again, thank you all so very much. Um, if you want to support the show, you can always go to www.relentlessdaring.com. And there you can hit the donate button at the top or bottom of the page. And you can set up a one-time donation. You can set up a recurring donation, either or. It all goes into, again, making the show better for you. Like I said, I'm working on getting camera stuff set up. So that way this can be on the YouTubes. And who knows, maybe I can eventually start doing, you know, per doing it live on Periscope or something like that. And just, you know, so y'all can see this ugly mug. Um, again, you also, while you're relentlessstaring.com, you can go to the shop button. You can get hats, you can get t-shirts, coffee mugs, you know, all those various goods. Also trying to uh, get some other things put together, but uh, having some computer issues in that, but it is what it is. So as I expand, I will make sure y'all know about it. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, stay relentless. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com <laughs>